0: What's up everyone? This is episode 023, Friday 15. You've got a meeting in 30 minutes and your time starts now. One, two, three, four. Welcome to the Design Your Thinking Podcast, a show where we think, learn, and explore the product mindset, so you can design better products every day. And now your host, Karthik. Hey, what's up? It's Friday again. I bet you can't wait to get started with the weekend. So I'm going to keep this episode nice and crisp. Welcome again to the Design Your Thinking Podcast with me, Karthik, and today it's time for for yet another Friday 15 class. Alright, do did, did you get a chance to, by the way, meet your stakeholders after listening to last Friday 15 episode? Well, if not, just head over to episode 020 and give it a listen. If you've been doing product management for a little while now, you probably know your stakeholders well. And maybe 020, 0, to zero um, I'm sorry, episode zero 020 zero was a little too fundamental for you. In today's episode, however, is it's going to be something you should not really miss, no matter how experienced you are. Or really, yes, in today's episode I'm going to be sharing some tips for you to understand how you can effectively use your time in meetings. Especially the first set of meetings you have with, you know, after moving into a new company as a product manager. Yes, those horrible times when you actually get into, uh, get pulled into conference rooms full of uh, people and spend hours talking about stuff and looking at slides projected on the screen. Well, I really, I, I really used to cringe those moments until I came across a lot of what I'm going to share today. Before we jump into the meat of the episode, I recommend you download my ebook, The 30 Day Product Mission. I talk about the techniques that I'm going to talk about in the next 10 minutes, plus a lot more in that ebook. It's one of my most popular resources. So yeah, head over and check out uh, designyourthinking.com ebook. So let's now jump right into the show. But before we went on any further, I'd like to give some love to today's sponsor, ConvertKit. I wrote an ebook back in February of 2016 and switched to ConvertKit from another email provider. Having hosted my ebook in Gumroad, I found ConvertKit's integration with Gumroad, the autoresponders and sequences, automation triggers, so very helpful in segmenting my audience and also growing my audience from literally zero to over a thousand in less than four months. ConvertKit's integration with Zapier and the extended integration with tools like UserVoice, Trello, Asana, and many other products, project and customer feedback apps makes it the best tool for product managers and makers. Go to designyourthinking.com slash ConvertKit to sign up for ConvertKit and you get the first month free for being a designer Thinking podcast listener. Start to engage with your users and customers like never before. Now, in my book, The 30-Day Product Mission, I talk about how you can effectively make use of your first 30 days in a new product management gig. Now, if you don't hold your guard, as we call it in the world of martial arts and the boxing, you are going to spend almost more than half of your time, if not more, in in just attending meetings so what should you be doing well it's actually pretty simple as long as you put things in perspective so here are four areas that will bring focus to these meetings and make both you and your stakeholders happy so first you have to understand what the business goals of your stakeholders are it always helps to understand what your stakeholders are being measured on right for example, sales sales managers, I'm sorry, are measured on revenue generated, while support managers are measured, perhaps, based on how happy customers are. You can dig deeper into these meetings too. An example I use in the ebook, the 30-day product mission, is to try and understand from your sales managers as to how revenue recognition is done in the company. Knowing this can help you understand their motivations. Um, like the motivations of salesmen and and also understand the next time you meet the sales guy uh, and calls you frantically perhaps during Christmas or in the month of March you know exactly why he's calling you knowing their goals can help you work better with them as you can quickly figure out how you can make each other successful in your roles we have to understand this one thing this is not a zero sum game and as product managers, it's our responsibility to establish a win-win relationship and to do that, the first thing is to understand your stakeholders' business goals. The second thing you want to do is try and understand the top three needs and concerns of your stakeholders. You know, products are successful in the market when the product teams are successful. This is fundamental. It's important that you understand the key needs and concerns of your product's stakeholders up front. These needs and concerns are sometimes very trivial, but you only know when you want to know and when you actually make an attempt to understand them, right? It will be good to follow up with your uh, stakeholder uh, one-on-one after the meeting too. You know, as sometimes these could be sometimes something very trivial and related to a process or a tool that can be addressed pretty quickly sometimes right then and there from my experience um, and that of many others doing just this one thing can on on a regular cadence of course can bring down tension and surprises it's human to be happy when some someone checks on you uh, on your needs and concerns every other time and of course sometimes when your fears are addressed as well And so again, these are quick wins and are always good to have. Now that you understand the top three needs and concerns of your stakeholders, the third step you want to do is try and understand how you can help them. It's natural for you to do your best to help these stakeholders to be successful. But like I said before, Many a time, your stakeholders have wonderful suggestions on how you can help them. You just need to help them and do what they ask you to do. For example, if your predecessor was handling customers in a certain way that it was not meeting their expectations, the sales account manager could have a suggestion for you to set up quarterly meetings with a select set of customers. Doing this could perhaps solve this problem, right? So you don't need to really do anything out, uh, you, you don't need to really spend time to uh, do some of these things. These are different from what I said before, though. You know, these are not the needs or concerns of your stakeholders, but suggestions from their past experience. Sometimes this could be just a feedback about yourself. If you've already been around for quite a while in the company, this these feedbacks could really be helpful to turn around your image and perhaps the that of the product too. So taking such feedback with an open mind and willingness to address it is a great quality of seeing in successful product managers. Again, this is a great way to help put out small but really nagging fires at times. Great, now that you really made an attempt to put out these small nagging fires, uh, the fourth and the last step is for you to go and tap into your stakeholders' perspectives and knowledge and experience and understand Two strengths and two weaknesses of the product from your stakeholders' perspective. Every one of your product stakeholders has a perspective about your product, right? The support manager finds it extremely buggy, while the sales manager finds it extremely competitive. You know, that, that there are always going to be perspectives. But as the person ultimately responsible for making decisions with regard to the product strategy and roadmap and whatnot... It's good for you to take stock of what each of these stakeholders think and thought was the product's strength and weakness. Usually, I ask for two of each, just to keep, you know, make sure that they weren't really really pulling something off uh, from thin air for the sake of just making me feel good, right? So it's important that when you do this exercise please also include more than two or three people from every function. This is to help avoid any sort of bias and more importantly, it helps you get deeper into your stakeholders' say and, you know. It's important that when you do this exercise, please also include more than two or three people from each function. This is to help avoid any sort of bias or more importantly, it helps you Get a deeper uh, sense of what your st- stakeholders have to say, and and you it kind of helps you read between the lines. Awesome, that was that's very very simple. I told you there were just four steps, really simple ones, and uh, I I hope I made it easy for you to remember as well. All right, it's now time we talked about the difficult part. Well, at least I've heard a lot of people say so. Let's go and check it out. I've spoken to so many product managers in the past many years and some of the statements I've heard them make after these meetings are, are things like, oh boy, these meetings are so long and I've, I'm so confused what we really discussed this long. And uh, and the other things like, oh, that was the most productive meeting I've ever had, but I hardly remember the names of the people though. Actually, I remember the sales guy, but I'm not able to uh, recollect the remark that he made during the meeting. Sounds familiar, right? So in the next few minutes, I'll teach you two ways to effectively document these meetings that will help you recall the discussion easily and two ways to remember people in the room. If that sounds exciting, let's jump right in. To document these meetings effectively, first use a mind map. But what are mind maps? Well mind maps are just one of the simplest and yet most effective ways to write down something in a way that the brain can just read and recollect precisely what was discussed. It's the way the brain supposedly encodes and decodes information. It's almost like recording a video. I'm not going to teach you how to do a mind map in today's class as it's not the goal of today's episode. but. There are several different tutorials and uh, tools available for doing mind maps. Just Google for it and you'll find them. That said, I recommend you maintain one mind map per stakeholder as they can get pretty big uh, at times, depending on the, uh, the length of the meetings and the, the amount of talking that your stakeholders had to do. So, And, and soon after the meeting, try to consolidate these different mind maps uh, and take some notes. The second way uh, to effectively take down uh, or remember your meetings is to use what I call the goal impact cascade to consolidate goals of individual stakeholders. Remember, every stakeholder in the meeting has a goal that's most likely going to be different from the other person around the table. And we talked about it uh, in the earlier part of the episode. Even their goals coming into the meeting is going to be different, right? I mean, also, many of these goals that these different stakeholders' experts can sometimes be broken down to smaller ones. So understanding how many of these stakeholders have similar goals and the interdependencies between these goals can really help you structure your thoughts better. For example, the engineering manager might tell you something like improve uh, the product upgrade installation process. The customer support manager may say something like being able to reduce system downtime for um, you know during upgrades. Now these two goals are so interrelated as the engineering manager's goal will positively impact the support manager's goal. Well that's just an example that came to my mind so do check out my article titled uh, Actionable Agile Retrospectives where I talk about how to create a goal impact cascade. I'll leave the links in the show notes so do check it out. All right now that you've learn the two techniques that will teach you how to effectively remember these meetings, let's now see two techniques that will help you remember people in the meeting so you can easily recollect who said what and more importantly help you follow up with them in a, in a, in a more appropriate way. The first technique to help you remember people in the meeting Uh, that I'd like to share with you is picturing the meeting. Well, the best way to remember the people and who said what is to video record the meeting. And the next best way is to picture the meeting. In this technique, you take an A4 sheet of paper when present in the meeting and start to quickly draw a picture of the positions of each seated in the room. Don't worry too much about how good you draw. Just go ahead and use any representation to mark people and their names. Once done, keep track of conversations and note down anything you notice about the person. You know, where the person was wearing a bell-bottom trousers and a checkered shirt perhaps. Or maybe someone had combed his hair like Elvis Presley. Whatever it is, the secret is to make the descriptions as visual as possible. Using words like favorite celebrities and cartoon characters or anything that we enjoy helps us remember people better. Now, second is to create persona cards. Putting a face to the name is very, very important and using personas are a nice and effective way of doing this. You can do this exercise after attending meetings, unlike others we talked about earlier don't do it while actually sitting inside the meeting it could be a distraction but what constitutes a good persona we talk about user personas a lot as product managers but for this exercise i recommend you use these six characteristics first the stakeholders profile like age role in the organization and location second write down the stakeholders goals third write down their motivations you know what what do they uh, what are they incentivized on what they fear most. What are their powers and achievements and whatnot that you get from their meeting? Third, fourth, write the frustrations that they have. Fifth, describe their personality. Are they extrovert, introvert? How they think, etc., etc. And finally, the sixth one, try to write down associations uh, in terms of how they, um, how you could possibly associate them to things like technology or other people. Or brand like you know they were wearing a uh, different uh, 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 Levi's brand jeans or, or they were talking about some technology a lot whatever it is right so that's it so these are the six characteristics that you can use to define a users uh, for defining your stakeholders persona and that's it that so so I think that brings the episode to a logical conclusion. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. And more importantly, please go ahead and try all of these things in your next meeting. And if you like listening to this episode, head over to designyourthinking.com slash iTunes and subscribe to the Design Your Thinking podcast. And please leave us a rating and review if you think your time was worth it. And finally... You can find the links to some of the articles in the show notes at designyourthinking.com slash episode zero two three. All right, that's all I have for today. Till I see you in the next episode, stay tuned, stay inspired, keep pushing. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Design Your Thinking podcast. Subscribe to our newsletter at www.designyourthinking.com.